This is Sports Best, presented by Repost and the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like Pedro after pulling a PB on his third deadlift attempt at regionals. He is Larry the Mountain Olsen, and I am Eddie Hall. Thanks for joining us. How you doing, Larry? Uh, the mountain turns, it turns ugly for the mountain. He's like a walking dead guy. Yeah. Do you know who Eddie Hall is? I don't think I, you do. I don't. He's like one of the top strongmen. He holds a record, world record, I think right now for deadlift. It was like a thousand pounds. I saw him do it. Blood streaming out of his nose. Oh. Sometimes I watch documentaries about elite athletes and I'm like, that makes sense. That sounds really cool. I could do that. But nothing about <clears throat> strongman competition sounds appealing to me. Is Pedro a strong guy? Yeah. He, okay. he was a martial arts instructor for a while. Oh. Now he's a, wow. he's a strong man. Clean living. Clean living. Clean. Unlike, unlike two people on this show. <laughs> so presumably you watched the Super Bowl this weekend. We have, sure did. We have a new Super Bowl champion, the Tampa Brady Gronkineers. Try to say that three times. Okay? Yes. And rather than go down the obvious stories about the game and what happened, we want to talk about Tom Brady is five and one while wearing white on Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Otherwise, two and two. What does that uh, mean? Is he like Tiger wearing red? Is it like Notre Dame coming out wearing green? Do you think these things matter or are they anecdotal? Did you see Tom Brady's outfit? He always takes this pregame walk onto the field and then walks off like in normal clothes. Did you mm -hmm. see what he was wearing? He was wearing a bomber jacket, right? <laughs> Something so, with white pants. I did not watch that. I was talking to my friend and she was like, ooh, Tom Brady's coming out looking sexy. I was like, oh, is he wearing, is he wearing a hoodie? She's like, no, he's wearing a bomber jacket. <laughs> so, I mean, clearly what he does is working on the ladies because she, uh, she enjoyed it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Apparently Larry liked it as well. Um, you know, uh, my stat of the game, Patrick Mahomes has now just two losses in 447 days. Wow. Something they were talking about in the game, and it came up a few times, is that he has never, until the Super Bowl, lost by double digits. Wow. That's crazy. He He's just been winning his entire life. He started off being born in Tyler, Texas, which I can put in the loss hey column. But he's been doing better <laughs> ever since. You know what? It's crazy, and I don't know why we didn't bring this up last week. Tom Brady is essentially the same age as Patrick Mahomes' mom. She's 44. I think her name is Randy. Brady's 43. That's crazy. I was, I was, I forgot who it was, but one of the running backs is a rookie. He's 21. And I was like, in the watching the game, I was like, Brady was in the NFL when he started, when he was born. I was like, yeah, probably not. He was probably playing at Michigan. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, alumni of Texas Tech, Pedro also went to Texas Tech. Wow, Pedro's getting a lot of airtime this week. We call this the Pedro Show. Let's say, can we call it the Vote for Pedro Show? <laughs> we can do that, yeah. The, uh, age, the age difference, uh, 18 years. The largest, widest gap between starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl ever. 18 years. 43 and 25. Kind of makes me think about LeBron hopefully playing with uh, Bronny. <laughs> the story that I have mixed feelings about that whole thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Tom Brady, good for him. He's he's gonna keep going. Who is your Gronk catching that first touchdown pass was my favorite part of the touch of the Super Bowl. He is such a meathead. And I love it. Can I say you ruined it for me with Gronk? Last week you read that stat how he was faking all the working out in the offseason. Like he was faking his 
you know, the team right. required him to send videos of him working out and he didn't want to work out. So he faked it. I'm like, that guy faked all his workouts. And now he gets to score two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Come on. I would say most people in the NFL are so gifted that they would have made it to some level of, of that without even trying. So, I mean, Gronk is one of those specimens. So the only thing about Gronk scoring, uh, I was a little disappointed in his touchdown celebration. I thought he would have a little more, little, little more pizzazz. Yeah, he's just a meathead. He, isn't, he, he lives in the moment. He is the epitome of living in the moment. He was throwing a Super Bowl party last year. He was just, yeah, he was partying last year. <laughs> Two years ago, he was in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And- I, th- I think I read some statistic. He's the only player, maybe the second player, to ever catch a pass in five Super Bowls. Wow. It's crazy. Gronk and yeah. It's overshadowed by the fact that Tom Brady's holding every <laughs> record. Um, I feel like you mentioned a loss for Patrick Mahomes. We mostly talk about Patrick Mahomes winning because, you know, he's a Patrick Mahomes. He's the owner of the Kansas City Royals. He's got a great-looking wife. He's about to have a kid. He's got $500 billion. Well, he took a little bit of a loss. He's going to have surgery on turf toe. The, they're saying, theorizing, that was some of the reason why he had not the best of games in the Super Bowl. So he finally takes an L, a little bit. Yeah, so turf toe, I think this might eclipse the most famous turf toe of all time, Deion Sanders in 1998, <laughs> holding out and not getting a contract. You, I don't know if you remember that, but like turf toe to me, anytime I heard that was synonymous with Deion Sanders. It's like a pretty, like it's the, one of the sneakiest most debilitating injuries you can have. It sounds like it's not bad at all. What's the difference between turf toe and a sprained toe? I mean, turf toe is the sprain of the main joint of the big toe. That's what it is. I don't know how the surgery even works, but you've had the everyman's turf toe. You had gout. I don't wish that on my worst neighbor. I literally, it's because a couple of years ago, I decided to be a pirate and I didn't eat any citrus. I got the gouts. Scurvy? Arr. Isn't scurvy and gout the same thing? No. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> no. Scurvy is, I think, a lot worse. You don't want gout. If you get gout, you're supposed to run to the store and drink a thing of cherry juice, which I did. I drank like two gallons of cherry juice. Then I literally had the runs for like five days, but my gout was cured. But I was going poop every five seconds. What is it when you drink a lot of cranberry juice? Does that work for gout too, or is that a different ailment? I could be cherries was what i was involved informed to drink and that's what i did okay one of the things i did during the super bowl was i was like that guy went to lsu that guy went to lsu <laughs> nicole's like how many people went to colorado i was like yeah they probably have a couple people on the field somewhere and she spent the next 10 minutes listing all of the people that did not go to colorado she's a like, colorado state has some people there so lsu had a good representation um but did you see the Tom Brady um, Honey Badger interaction where Honey Badger got flagged, Matthew? Yeah. What did he say? That was my. They won't say what he they said. Won't say what he said. We were watching it. Nicole was like, "That looks like an old man lecturing a kid." And like <laughs> Matthew had the body language of someone that was being lectured to, and Tom Brady was was getting in his face uh, after the game. Matthew said, "He's like, I thought I played as hard as I could." Listen, Tom Brady's a great quarterback. I never really saw that side of Tom Brady, to be honest. But whatever, no comment. I'm over with it. I'm done with it. Anytime someone says "but whatever," they're still upset. Not he, like LeBron talking about courtside Karen. <laughs> Did he call him the c word? I want to know. I want some real. 
C word, a coward. Oh, <laughs> uh, just for the re- for the record, if you were counting Nevada players, mm-hmm. I'm sure you were during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any in the game, but we did have a CBS Sports host, Nate Burleson. He hosted the pre and post game halftime show. Nate Burleson's Nevada. Oh, for the another rest. thing that Nicole pointed out was like, you didn't go to LSU. Stop talking about it. <laughs> It's like, well, I'm just aware that Fournette and Matthew both went to LSU. It's a good, a good football school. So one of the highlights for me during the Super Bowl was something you don't get to see very often. Typically speaking, when there's a streaker, the TV cameras pan away. They don't want to encourage the streaking. But right. if you watch the game, you've got like five-second little glimpse of the streaker running onto the field, which is, once again, something they don't normally show. We He had like a one-piece swimsuit on. And I guess he was like advertising a porn site or something. Goodness. Yeah. I was talking to some friends the other day and they were like, they watched the Super Bowl with their kids, but they did, they like purposely did not let them watch commercials because they're worried like what you might see. Like maybe Janet Jackson's boobs going to pop out. Maybe a streaker is going to come, but the the commercials this year were pretty tame. So uh, just for the record, are your friends Mormons or Quakers? They're Quakers, but <laughs> they're looking into um, what's it called? A rum, the rum springer. Rum I don't want to. I, I don't want to get into this too deep. Did you? Did you like the commercials? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, I thought they were kind of weak. I think. I mean, we talked about it. The the corporations kind of like it's. You can only get a base hit. Like if you hit the best commercial possible, you're like okay, that was good. There's no like buzz at the water cooler on Monday. There wasn't like much success that people could have had with commercials. I thought they were, they, they played it safe. Well, I, I hate to admit this, but I hate when I learn something from a commercial, the Bruce Springsteen one talking about the middle, that there's a church in the middle of Kansas. That's exactly in the middle of the United States that stays open 24 hours that you go to. Like I never knew that. And I learned that because of a commercial. They filmed season three of Malcolm in the middle at that church. Really? Yeah. Why would they film Malcolm in the middle at that church? Oh, you're making that. It's hilarious. Oh, okay. We're talking about the streaker. We grabbed the the audio of Kevin Harlan. I cut it a little bit, but let's uh, just for fun. Let's give it a look. Down 20, 503 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a bra. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from the security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. You hear every day. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. I love that Kevin Harlan can't turn off being an announcer. That's so good. That's so great. He's like, well, something's happening on the field. I got to call it. Can I wrap up our Super Bowl conversation this way? Um, I feel like we got a big responsibility next year, Super Bowl 56 held in your backyard, SoFi Stadium. I feel like we got we to gotta go big next year. Yeah, I'll buy the tickets. You buy the beer. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be the play. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to side bet on this. Um, I, I talked about this. I have money on – I had money on the game with not friend of the show, Greg Vandenbosch. <laughs> And he owes me money. And so I'm curious if you want to take action on the over-under on two weeks on him asking me to pay. I'm not going to pay him until he asks me because he still owes me money. So, 
you know, Greg is an absolute anomaly. Like only if he like wakes up and thinks of you, will anything happen? He might or might not. I think I'll probably pay him in like a month when he needs to text me for something else. And he sees that little, yes, uh, we texted the bet and it's yes. be hanging there and he'd be like, Oh, you didn't pay me. And I'm like, here you go. That is exactly how that's going to happen. And I'm doing it on a spike. Cause he owes me $3 from a golf bet that he didn't pay me. At. And so of the spite bets. There's nothing better than a good spite bet. There's nothing better than a good spite bet. And there's nothing better than major league baseball uh -oh. continuing some of their rules. So the players association agreed to seven inning double headers and runners on second base to start extra innings for the second straight season. They are not going to expand the playoffs like they did last year, but they are going to try to do this to, I guess, help speed up the play. Is it done in the name of safety? I'm not really sure. I think they're theorizing that they're going to run into the coronavirus problems again, and, and so that they're going to have, have to, to like have a lot headers. of double headers and shorten the games. So I feel like it is kind of a safety thing. That's, my theory. Yeah, I mean, from from the league, the the number one league of the top four that is the most about traditionalism, Major League Baseball is doing a lot of tweaks here and there. From from the old man writers that won't give you a first ballot, ballot Hall of Famer, like we're making a little tweaks, and I kind of like the way they're going. They're trying to appeal to the the um, distracted younger audience. Yeah, I just don't think they have a huge amount of choice in this one, except for the fact that they're not doing the DH again. I just think I think they're preparing for, which we all are, that this doggone coronavirus is gonna go on forever. It's here to stay. Well, um, one yeah. other one other baseball note, they are gonna try to deaden the ball. The, the, I guess Major League Baseball said there was too many home runs last year and in the uh, former years. They're going to try to deaden the ball somehow to not get as many home runs for the upcoming season. There are also like five more teams are adding uh, uh, places where they uh, humidors where they can hide the balls so that they don't don't jump off the bat as much. Yeah. I don't really, I don't like this. I mean, it's, are we going to have to have an asterisk by this? The 90s were the steroid era. The, <laughs> the, tw the roaring 20s were the dead ball area era. I mean, just for, I guess, comparison, the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization, they uh, increased the weight of their baseball by 1 20th of an ounce, and they saw a 33% decrease in home runs. So, like, any tweaks to these balls is going to make a difference. So did the KBO not want as many home runs as well? I'm not sure why they did it, but it was just I was I was doing research on what a change might actually do. I would say that the KBO did not want more home runs because there's too much celebrating in Korea and they wanted to tamp it down. Well, you know, it just goes back to your statistic thing, right? Like, how do we judge statistics if every other era or year they're changing the weight of the ball so the home runs go out better? Right. I mean, that's the whole thing about baseball is it's got to be the the statistics are the most important thing. Like, can we start corking the bats now? Like the, the league can change the ball. Like, why can you do that? You remember Sammy Sosa's corked bat? That was embarrassing. <laughs> well, I don't know how I feel about the dead ball. I feel like people want home runs. I don't know why they wouldn't want more home runs. I don't get it. Maybe it slows down the pace of play. Uh, that's true. I feel like it, it's like... The grass is always greener on the other side. They're going to not have enough home runs, and then they're going to start going back. It's just, it's a pendulum. Major League right. Baseball is a pendulum. Oh. That's kind of what we're coming up with. Oh. Have you ever played golf at Pebble Beach? I have, in fact. The gorgeous Pebble Beach? Well, you're not playing this year at the AT&T Pro. 
So they announced that they're only going to have pros at this tour event, which at the surface, I'm like, whatever, that doesn't matter. But I actually was listening to an interview on a podcast by Jason Vaughn. He's a he's in his 40s. He's been on the tour for a long time. But he was talking about how there's only so many title sponsors that you can have and like not having like a CEO of maybe AT&T at this event that you can kind of glad hand and make them feel like that they should be there. Charles Schwab. I don't know who the sponsors are, but like with the image of the PGA, they can only have so many corporations that they can partner with. And that's going to like shrink the, the field because they're going to have less money at each event. So it, this is an interesting move that they're doing in the name of safety. Everything's in the name of safety. I don't know if you know this, Andrew, but we are in a um, worldwide pandemic. So we can't have Charles Schwab out at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We can. Charles Schwab can afford to bubble Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach is probably has a physical bubble and Sino Man is living there. And I, I mean, I, there, I think there's a way to do this safely. We're a year in. If, if Charles Schwab has mesothelioma, like maybe don't show up to it, but like make an informed decision and go. I, I think it's a, it's a PR or optics move for the, for the tour, but long run could be detrimental five years from now. What I feel like you're telling me is that we're not going to have that, uh, the Carlson dance. That dude, the, the guy that was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he won't be out at Pebble Beach doing the Carlson. Carlton. Carlton. The Carlton. You're not gonna be, he's not going to be there? No. Carlton won't be there. Mr. T won't be there. <laughs> Honey Boo Boo will not be there. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's over. Call it. Have time. LeBron James is not going to determine his timeline of play based on how old Tom Brady is. Breaking news. Breaking news. So, okay, I I saw this and I he I, I what's the crazy thing that he says? I guess LeBron's like in his 18th year mm-hmm. and he's uh and uh, Tom's in his 24th year and blah 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 blah. Someone must have asked him. Like, he didn't just come out and say, like, because Tom Brady is 43 and still playing, I'm – like, he didn't yeah. make a press release, right? Someone had to have asked him this someone, It's someone asking a dumb question. Okay, he's okay. answering a question, and he okay. said, I don't know how long I'm going to play the game. I don't know how much more I'll be able to give to the game. Basically, he says, the game will decide when I'm done. It's, it's not up to me. And that's, like, a crazy comparison. That's, like, saying, uh, how long is Tiger Woods going to play compared to, to – um, to Pete Sampras's career. Like it's a different sport. The the grind of playing 82 basketball games and he plays pretty much 98% of every game. Like his body's taking more of an impact than Tom Brady is. I think that was my question. Like who's had more of an impact 36 year old LeBron James playing basketball or 43 year old Tom Brady playing football. I think if we fast forward 20 years, LeBron is going to be walking yeah. with more of a limp than Tom Brady. Tom Brady is going to be, eating his uh, avocado smoothie you're not a doctor but you have played one on an improv show once but in your humble opinion <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's he's definitely going to hold out for like i said at the beginning of the show he's going to hold out for brawny and also, he should he, he can do the the michael jordan uh victory tour where he just goes to charlotte and people go just to see lebron one more time before have you ever seen lebron play live no, but I saw Michael Jordan. I saw Michael Jordan play live too. That was um, 
it was it was more exciting because TV wasn't as good. I'd make the argument that maybe televised sports is better than live, except hockey, except hockey. Um, yeah, but, you know, like anything in the old days, right, we didn't have cameras everywhere. You, it's more in your memory than it is like on a picture or real life. Yeah, that was nice. But it was easy because the Mavericks were so bad. You could get tickets. Where did you see it? Did you see the Clippers? Exactly. I had to buy, literally, I had to buy like a mini season pass to get the one Michael Jordan game. It's the path of least resistance is go to the worst team. So I don't know what that would be now. Anyway, today for me is back and buy chest and try. I'm going to work out. (laughs) I'm Andrew Keller for Larry saying thanks for stopping by.